Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm your host, Paul Arnold, joined by Ernest Watts. And today is a beautiful summer day where I live in Michigan. It's about 83 degrees. Ernest, I actually went for a swim today. It was awesome. What have you done today? I went for a swim with the church and uh, Me too. had a little Father's Day dinner and uh, laid in the pool and listened to football, the traditional Father's Day event. Uh, listened to whoa, 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 uh, football in June? Yes, I was listening to the New Orleans Breakers oh, and the Houston Ernest. Gamblers. It was a it was a winner. A winner goes to playoffs. The other one stays oh, home. Oh, Ernest Intervention City, man. Come on, baseball season. They said winners go home, and Houston hasn't played at home all year long because they do like a hub type of thing in USFL. Okay. Well, at least I got the, I got, and now I got Canadian football with the with USFL going, so I have like constant football going all the time. <clears throat> You're I not know. addicted to football. <clears throat> no, <Sure>. no. <clears throat> Show me an addict that knows they're addicted. How many footballs do you own right now in your house? In my house. Uh, including my Luke Keekley and my two XFLs and my under Colts over thirty Panthers. Oh, under thirty. Under 30. I don't know about that. Uh, I have under thirty. Okay. I have one of those big old tiny, you know, Red Grange loaded like footballs. They're more circular than they are oval. I got one of those, and uh, I have uh, I have one from a. Uh, Minor league, uh, the Southern Arena League, which is red, white, and blue, which is kind of neat looking. I knew the owner of one of the teams. She ran a nursing home, which shows you how professional that league was. Yeah. Well, it is Father's Day. We're recording this. We're both blessed to be dads and grandpas, and um, it's a ton of fun, ton of fun to be a grandpa and have fun with your kids. Um, and later on in this podcast, we'll talk about Father's Day movies, and then maybe some of the movies coming out this summer. Um, that's always fun to t- get away, have a little diversion of summer popcorn movie. All right, Ernest, let's start with the NBA, because we haven't done a podcast since the NBA championship and the NHL championship. N- no big surprise, I think, in either one, but let's talk about NBA. Uh, Jokic just proved that he was the best player on the court, but not the biggest guy in his family. No, and he wants to go home, too. He's through with basketball. I loved it when they gave him his MVP award, and he was, I'm just ready to go home. He didn't want to go to the parade, either. But he just he's the closest combination I've seen to Kevin McHale and Bill Walton. He has the high-post passing skills of, of, of Bill Walton, and he has the ability to alter his body to make shots inside. And, and again, three-point shooting, I don't know if there's been a better three-point shooting big man. I mean, he was going against a fairly decent center, but I think I, I think in both Florida teams, we'll talk about both finals, I just think they, they got worn out after a period of time. Both of them were eight seeds. I think the longer you play, the more talent comes to the top. And I think, Murray and his ability to come back from a very serious knee injury. Uh, I remember when they played the Lakers in the in the COVID bubble down in uh, Kissimmee three years ago, and before he injured his knee, and they were they were putting him as one of the top three guards in the NBA. And he injured his knee, and he's pretty much it pretty much 
faded away in that respect. I mean, it, a lot of people kind of forgotten about him. It was good to see him come back. It was good to see him able to, to, to make him, you know, make his ability to come back. And I think a lot of parts, the individual parts, I think uh, Brown, who used to be a piston, uh, he came from the university of, of Miami. I think he was an integral fifth partner, fifth guy off the sixth guy off the bench. But I think they're a solid team. They're a young team, um, except for the backup center. I think, but they're in such a tough division. And with, with the Suns picking up um, Bradley Beal today, it's going to make it a little bit harder. But but they're a team that's well set for what happens after next year because after next year, they're going to have a hard cap in the NBA. And it's going to be hard to get three all-stars together. They essentially only have two, but but I like I like – I like Denver. And, you know, a lot of guys complained about how they play, but I found it aesthetically a very beautiful type of basketball. Wait a second, Ernest. You said now we're going to go to a hard cap, right? Okay, yeah. And I thought this was a player's league, that the players dominated. They formed super teams. Is this a case where the owners finally said enough is enough? we got to have more equity? Well, I think they well, they started seeing owners with unlimited capital come in, such as in Phoenix and in the Clippers. And I think they realized they were going to spend themselves out. So part of the negotiation for the extension of their, their Players Association contract was it put a lot of penalties in if you exceed it. Right now, you just pay a tax, and it's going to be a very severe tax. For instance... I'll give you an example. For this is going to be a make or break year with the Suns, with with Beal and Aiton and Durant and Booker. Uh, if they keep those four guys, which I'm pretty sure they'll trade Aiton after next year, they'll be limited to just minimum contract guys. It'll be a situation very much like the Heat when the big three were there. So it's 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 a make or break year, and you're gonna see a lot of teams. I believe I think you're gonna see a lot of movement before and after the draft. You're gonna see a lot of teams say this is our last chance to buy our way into a championship. So which so, team is the best suited to buy their way into a championship? Then all Clippers. I mean Clippers and the Lakers, Clippers, Lakers, and Knicks. Those are the teams that are going to go all out. Uh, I expect you know, Chris Paul's being traded to the Wizards, uh, and I think they're going to buy him out. And I think he's, you're going to see Chris Paul with the Lakers. And I think Lakers going to make one more, one more kind of pick up, another one in that respect, too. The Heat were heavy and hot in for Beal. I think they're going to go for uh, the guy at Portland whose name escapes me real quick, like the guard. L- Lillian? Lillard? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Damian, Damian Leonard, Leonard. I think they're going to go hot and heavy after him. But every they time they, somebody's tried to go after him, he said, no, I want to stay here. Well, he stated he wanted, if he could not play for Portland, he could he would see himself with the heat. Okay. But now, remember now, Paul, he's 34 years old. Butler is an old 33. So it would be a one-time type of thing in that respect for the Heat to do that. 
So, yeah, I see the Heat trying to pull that off. I think the Clippers are going to try and pick up some guys. And I think, you know, LeBron's talked about retiring, which was a childish little pouting thing after they got eliminated. But I think they're going to make one. I mean, LeBron's going to play. He's either going to sit out a year and come back and try and play with his son, or he's going to play two more years. But he's not retiring. All right. Well, before we leave the championship series, too quickly, because I'm a type of NBA fan that I watch maybe two games all year long, and then I watch the playoffs. And I was really impressed that the Nuggets kept on having different players step up and have good nights. Uh, Gordon had a tremendous couple games in a row. And Miami, nobody could really step up. I mean, Butler couldn't carry it by himself. They couldn't shoot the ball. I think that fatigue factor is exactly what you're talking about. But, you know, because everybody's focused on Joker... It just opens up so many other role players. Like, you know, any great player, like uh, you double up on Michael Jordan, he's going to pass it to Pippen or to, you know, some guy that you hardly know, you know, Steve Kerr, hello, you know what I'm saying? So um, I think how many years do you think Joker's going to play? I know he prefers to be back in his home country, but how many more years do you think we have of him? As long as he can go home checking his horses, he'll be okay. It's not like physically he's going to lose skills. I mean, the skills he has are are uh, mental skills in that respect. Like I said, it's, that team reminded me of the Trailblazer team of 77, where you had Bill Walton at the high post, and he was passing in to Bobby Gross and Lionel Hollins and, and Maurice Lucas and those guys. I mean, it's just it was a great passing. They would they could find an open pass at all times. And Gordon, who was, you know, was a high draft pick, Orlando kind of got forgotten. And I think you know, former Arizona player, I think he had the opportunity to come back and show that he's, he's still a star. I mean, that front line, Porter did not have, Michael Porter Jr. did not have the best series. But a front line of, of Porter, Gordon, and Joker, that's a pretty decent team. You throw Murray in that. That, that's a for young, solid groups. And I remember the last time I went to see uh, the Nuggets play, that's when they had Joker coming off the bench. They had Nurkic, who is now with Portman, as the starting center. And But you could see the skills. And again, his vision, his ability to bring the ball up, set the play, and so unselfish. I mean, he could, he could average 30 points. But you can see at the beginning of the game, every one of the games of the playoffs, he started off by passing the ball. And when the defense sloughed off him because he would pass when they double team, that's when he started scoring. And again, the way he could contort his body like Kevin McHale to score was just, just something to watch. And again, he's not physically gifted. He's not a great jumper. He's not fast. He's quick. Uh, he's a little chubby in that respect, but I, I, you know, as long as he can go see his horses race every once in a while, I think he'll be okay. But, but, uh, again, he, he, he played for the win and after winning, he didn't want to stick around for the glory. Right. I, I think Malone, the coach Malone, who, you know, Brendan Malone was his dad. Mike Malone has been a pretty solid coach. He was at, uh, Sacramento and actually got the Kings to win for a while before they kind of forced him out in a power move between him and the owner. But I think he did a solid, underrated job in there and coaching and everything. That, that's, again, that's a solid team. In the NBA, you never know. You get one shot at it. I mean, two years ago, we thought it was going to be the Suns and the, 
and the Bucks from here on out. One bad playoff series and you're out. Now the Bucks are like they're aging out. Well, uh, like Golden State, which yeah. leads me to we always talk about how TV rules the roost on these things. I know they didn't love a Miami Denver series. <laughs> Did you see the ratings at all in this series? Yeah, ratings were pretty low. Uh, and plus five-game series, uh, the network doesn't really make money because they guarantee a seven-game uh, playoff or a six-game at least with the ads. So a five-game series doesn't help out. Uh, but again, it's it's the best team. And the thing about the NBA always has been it's the players. It's not the location. You could have a, a Denver-Miami play, but they kind of push it as uh, Joker versus Butler. Uh, that's the whole thing. And and it's it's hard because there are players there that like Bam Albadayo and 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 my and uh, Gordon who are great talents. I mean, Gordon's known more for the slam dunk contest than anything, but he's a uh, pretty solid. He actually plays the villain in a movie. Uh, what's the movie with Kyrie Uncle whatever he is, where he dresses in the old people. I avoid costume. everything Kyrie, so don't All ask right. me. <laughs> he plays uh, Gordon plays the bad guy in that movie. Which Remember, Shaq, we were going to do a Duke free. Um, oh, that's right. That's Cap right. Podcast. No more Kyrie. No more Kyrie trying to get LeBron to go to the Mavericks. Oh Mavericks. my gosh! Just, just go away. He's made enough money. Go, just leave. Go fund your flat Earth society. I wouldn't be surprised to see Trey Young traded either from Atlanta. I think they've had enough of him. Uh, we know that Harden is. Probably at one time they talked about him going to Phoenix. Now the thing is about him going back to Houston, which leaves the the, the 76ers Houston, looking Houston, we have for, a problem. Yeah, that's, that's the 76ers looking for a, a point guard. Uh, the abundance of talent in Boston situation that uh, Tatum and Brown both deserve max contracts. They could do it for next year, make a little run at it, but they're going to have to make a decision the year after that. Someone's going to have to be traded in that respect. So there's, like I said, there's going to be movement, I think, in this uh, right before and after the draft. They've already scheduled Wimbayama's first summer league game for national TV. That's, you know, basketball has become a year-round sport like the NFL. Rumors of trades and drafting and everything, it really is not to the level the NFL is, though. Right. Yeah, I really hope Wemby turns out to be all that he's promised to be, but it's sort of tough when you get this much hype to live up to that. Do you think he will be able to live up to the hype? Uh, he's not going to be Tim Duncan. He's not going to be David Robinson. I think he'll be uh, good at score. Uh, my trouble with the idea that I watched two of his games in, in France, in the France, French League, and one of them he only had two rebounds. Uh, he is slight of build. Is he like a Durant I mean, or he could get injured? I'm thinking more he's like a Ralph Sampson. That, that, oh, that's an old reference. Yeah, I mean, Ralph, again, first couple of years was averaging 20 points. But essentially what happened was physically, you know, same as we see as Zion, and we see these guys who are physiological freaks. Be freakish, uh, physiological off the norm, and it seems like they tend to have injury problems. Uh, Odin, uh, 
with Cliff Oden, who was drafted. I mean, yeah. everybody thought when Cliff Oden came out of Ohio State, he was going to be the next Bill Russell. Well, he, he didn't even become the next Sally Russell. I mean, Ooh, it's just, boom, it's, boom. it's, boom, boom, boom. Uh, it's just physiological. It's hard for the day to day playing in Sacramento and then the next day playing in, in Golden State or Sacramento. I mean, that's a wear and tear physically, mentally than anything else. And not a lot of guys can, can make that. All right, he well, probably will be. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be. He's not a LeBron. Okay, he will be at best an all star, but a dominant big man. No, I don't, I don't, from what I've seen, and that's not sour grapes because my team got the number two pick instead of number one. Sounds oh, like don't it. go there with the Pistons. Don't go there. Uh, the Pistons got jobbed on that one, but I won't, I told you I tried to stay away from being the okay, grumpy right. old get off the grass old man that, tonight. That's it. It's NHL because we won't again until October. Well, let's let's August talk about Christmas. those Vegas Knights. Um, yes. So that's another series. Boy, I don't know what the ratings were, but gee whiz, it was on TNT. No big markets per se. Um, yikes. That was not what they really wanted. But give it to Vegas. They pulled it off. Yeah, and they don't really have that superstar talent like uh, Matthew Kachuk. For Florida, who probably is the best American playing hockey right now. Now, he missed the last game with a broken sternum. Think about that. A broken sternum. Uh, and played half a game with that on him. Uh, you know, it, it's they had like five guys who were the original draftees of Golden State. But the, the atmosphere, that home ice, I mean, the way Vegas has adapted to it is a spectacle. With, with knights fighting out there. And they're just a solid team. And they got a hot goalie, who is the sixth goalie they've had this year. And he just was, was strong at that time. It was a little bit of a blowout, uh, particularly the last game, which was 9-3. to three. But you had uh, four games where, Golden, where the Golden Knights scored at least six goals. Uh, Bobrinsky, who's the goalie for Florida, had been hot, but there's no real secret. He covers down low real well, but it leaves the top part of the net wide open. And Golden State really made an approach to that. That's where they attacked it. Uh, it's, it's, you know, the only win that Florida got was in overtime, and that's when Kachuk scored with like 15 seconds to go to go into overtime. But other than that, it, it really, if you thought the Nuggets and the Heat was a blowout, uh, the Panthers and and, and, and uh, the Golden Knights was even worse. But it's it just, again, those traditional hockey uh, backgrounds of Las Vegas and Fort Lauderdale, Florida. But, I, you know, I, I enjoyed both series, even though in the first game of both of them, I kind of knew the direction they were going in. I didn't feel like the two Florida teams were much of a threat in that respect. Listen, how hot can it be in Florida right now? You had the, the Heat make the NBA Finals. You had the Panthers make the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. And and you've got the greatest soccer player of all time coming to play in your ring. <laughs> Here's a shout-out to my son, David. I love soccer. A message coming to... Miami and um, 
They've been talking in circles. Other soccer players are really taking notice, saying this might change the game, the way how much Messi got paid. And I think he got part ownership, right? Yeah, yeah. But he turned down 10 times that amount from the Saudi team. And we saw his rival, uh, Ronaldo, go there. You can't get the games unless, I guess, you... Go there yourself. I mean, there's no, I don't know any network that's showing those particular games. It's even significantly worse league than MLS. But, but, you know, he didn't go for the money. And Barcelona got their uh, knickers in a twist a little bit because they kind of came out against America and everything like that with their little tweets. But, you know, it's a move, and, and what's probably going to happen is, is Messi plays two years and goes back and has a farewell tour at Barcelona. I'll tell you a fascinating little story. The couple days before he made the announcement, I was checking the last home game for the local team here, which is Charlotte FC. I was looking at tickets. Uh, take me and my grandson, $65. Decent tickets. 65 bucks. Yeah, I mean it's it's lower bowl. It's pretty much wow. you know, you'll play you'll pay four times that amount to watch a football game there. Well, the day after Messi signs, it's a hundred and fifty dollars a seat. That's how much it shot. I mean that's what's happened again, as I understand it, in the home they're gonna you know, they play in Fort Lauderdale. Right now they play in uh Florida Atlantic uh football field. And they're building a football only stadium kind of like what orlando has for orlando city but pretty sure they're going to move the games to hard rock which is a good hour's drive away from downtown miami it's in fort lauderdale but i'm pretty sure that's where they're going to move the games because they'll they'll draw i mean it's i'm old enough to remember pele coming to america the cosmos with friends beckenball and that hog shit missing uh, and they had national contracts with ABC. Their games were all on ABC. And Pele was, was a mere shadow of himself in that respect. It was, I mean, he didn't, Beckenball was the player. He was still in his prime at that time. But they filled Giant Stadium for one year. And then Pele went home and it lasts back to them playing in a high school field in Long Island. Uh, when Beckham came to the LA Galaxy, there was a lot of push, but he didn't play that many games. And it was for one year. And Beckham, in his nature, is not a prolific scorer. He just has great kicking ability as a midfielder in that respect. So it really didn't get the, the push. You, you kind of wonder when leagues do this, when they sign one big star, if it really is going to have a lasting ability. It did for the AFL. When they got Joe Namath, it led to a merger. So, but it, what you've taken your grandson, there is a sense of you want to see in your lifetime. A spectac- and, spectacle. Well, we went yeah. to see Gretzky, and my son and I, when he was at in Carolina, um, and because we wanted to see him in person, he was a shell of what he used to be. But just to see him on the ice was just great. Oh yeah, to see the greatest of all time, and, and Messi can lead claim to that in that respect. It's a once-in-a-lifetime spectacle, and that's why they're jacking up the tickets. I mean, when, when it was, he was with Barcelona, when he was PSG, and they did uh, American exhibitions, that tickets would be that much. I mean, I looked into 
Wexham is playing uh, Chelsea at, at Chapel Hill, another friendly, as it so to speak. And the tickets start at $75. This is Wexham, which is the equivalent of a single-A baseball team in the leagues in England. But, you know, the big push and pull is because Ryan Reynolds owns the team. And, and Chelsea, and when they, you know, when they do those types of friendlies over in America, they don't bring the stars. If they do, they come in for the last minute just to make an appearance. It's more or less to try the young players to see it. But again, it's, it's, the, it's the spectacle. It's the ability to see one last time someone you've heard about through the media. All right, all right. Yeah. We better move on. I don't want to lose anybody off soccer. I'm going to give you some quick, quick hit questions. All righty. And then you only got like two sentences to give me your response, okay? All right. So we'll try to, do, we'll try to span the wild world of sports. All righty. You ready? Go. Aaron Rodgers so far in New York. You always look good before you play. <laughs> okay. He hasn't, he hasn't taken a snap. Yeah, uh, of course it's going to look great. All right, so you're not drinking the Kool-Aid or no, jump on no, the bandwagon no. or any of that kind of stuff. Next time he gets by an offensive line like that, let's see how he's doing. All right. Otani, where is he going to be next year playing baseball? Uh, he's going to move down. I don't know the interstate there in Los Angeles, but he'll be with the Dodgers. Mm. Yeah, having... Mookie Betts is playing shortstop right now for the Dodgers. Yeah, that tells you something. That, that leads you... Then again, he doesn't have to play. He, he's not playing for the Angels. He's DH. Yeah, wow. Yeah. All right. Um, if you had to pick one surprise team to make the Super Bowl next year, who would that be? Wow, one surprise team. And not the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> you can say the uh, Panthers. No, There's, no. You know, uh, yeah. about every two to three years, we get a team that nobody saw making it going that far. Uh, Surprise team. I'm thinking of the, I'm not gonna say the Lions, I'm not gonna say the Panthers. Those are too obvious. I'm not gonna say Miami either. I see flaws with so many teams. I don't know if it's a surprise because I did well last year. But I will say no boy, I'm just thinking. Every team I come up All with. Right, has so a, I got two not, teams, one you from the AFC and one at NFC. NFC is the Rams. The Rams basically tanked last year. Nobody's thinking about them. They still have Donald. They still have Stafford. The AFC one is the Titans. The Titans just so mm. underachieved last year, and I think there's just going to be better. So those are the two. They got three quarterbacks, which means they don't have one, plus they have an aging running back. No, I mean, if I had to take a wild stab, I'd say the Jags and the 49ers. The Jags. A lot of people think yeah, Jags. I think the Jags could do it. Okay, the 49ers, this, I think that's reasonable if there was a Jordan Love actually plays well. I mean, if he actually gets to play. Wrong Love, Packers. Oh, sorry. Which one? Who's out in, in San Francisco? You're talking Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Aren't those two guys interchangeable in a way? No, Trey Lance actually has talent. Oh. I think the, the team that will – you won't go to the team that goes from – top to bottom real fast like that'll be the Packers I think the Packers are doomed they'll probably finish I know no tears from you they'll probably finish in last place I think Chicago's better I think Detroit if they can stay healthy 
I think the Vikings are going to make one last chance at at uh, Cousins. Okay. Cousins doesn't do it this year. He's gone. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's let's go to some entertainment stuff. Um, today, when I was driving home, we were talking about movies that we wanted to go to this summer, and Indiana Jones is coming out, and Harrison Ford says his last one, and probably should be. You want to guess how old he turned today? I'm gonna guess that he turned seventy six. Try eighty. Eighty. <laughs> According to my wife, she wow. said, "Harrison Ford just turned eighty. No wonder in the previews for the Dial of Destiny or something like that that he's in." He looks like he's running hard, but I realize it's all his his hands, his arms. You know, like, hey, look at me run. I'm moving my arms, my legs. Look at my face. It looks like I'm he's surprised. Out of, he's out of breath all the time. That's why. <laughs> I'm thinking, wow, so much CGI and everything. But I still want to see it for whatever reason. Um, they brought in a different director. Spielberg's not directing this one. Yeah, yeah. They brought in the same guy who did Wolverine and who did uh, uh, Three Past. Uh, uh, was the one the western with uh, something midnight? It's also the guy who did uh, the uh, Logan movie. Yeah, and I, I think it needed a little freshness, so that's good. Um, hey. And you went to see? Are you have you seen the Flash yet? Yes. No. 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 But I do know they do acknowledge Michael Keaton's seventy-year-old age in the movie. Batman's seventy. Yeah. Yikes. There are, there are, I will tell you that there are several people who are no longer in us that are in the movie CGI. They're bringing people who have passed on and they spend uh, some time in the movie. Ah, Marlon Brando is Superman's dad. My thumb, my thumb. No, well, <laughs> you're close. You got the right Superman. Oh, really? Wow, yeah, Margot yeah. Kidder as Lois Lane. Oh, uh, Margot, she just died, didn't she? I know. She I'm, I'm reaching back died. from my memory bank. Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. Gene's still with us. I know, but I'm, oh, I see what you're saying. People who've already wow. died. Wow, yes. that's a real good trivia from that series. Oh, there's there's the last scene. Christopher Reeve as Superman instead of. Uh, um, there you go. Yes. Wow. Adam instead Wayne. of Nicolas Cage. Well, he's there too, and Adam West. <laughs> wow, that it's are they borrowing from Spider Verse here? Uh, a little bit, but that's a little different. I mean, that's 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 set up a high standard for a lot of people to watch movies. You go see Indiana Jones, right? I will. I'll just, see it yeah. just because, like last year, I saw Top Gun Maverick. I'm not expecting Academy Award. I'm expecting fun and maybe a little laughter along the way. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's again, I've watched a lot of Harrison Ford and there's a series on Apple called Shrinking, which is a comedy series. And he has pretty good comedy chops basically playing off that grumpy old man, which I don't think is really acting. I think he really is that <laughs> grumpy. I think he is. I've seen him on several night Yeah, shows. Yeah, I think that's just how he is. But yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to that. I want to see, of course, Oppenheimer. Uh, you know, it's, it's and then I just finished a book about that, and it's fascinating it, if they go in that direction. And I knew a little bit about the background, how much that, that Japan and Germany were really did a lot of the work before we got into it. And only from like the space program, a lot of uh, uh, scientists that immigrated 
escaped uh, from Germany were the leading individuals towards uh, us getting the atomic bomb. Also, my grandson is looking forward to seeing Meg 2, which is about a Megalodon. The preview shows. How big is that shark supposed to be? 50 feet long. 50 feet. Yeah, the the promo for the commercial shows him blowing a T Rex out of the water and going in there. Uh oh. Uh oh, my. My daughter's trying to call right now while we're on recording, so I'll have to explain why. She wants to know when Meg 2 is coming out. (laughs) Yes. It is Father's Day, so. I did see a cute little movie this last. I saw uh, Renfield, which is a, a horror comedy film with Nicolas Cage and uh, Nicholas Holt, which you'll know is plays the Beast in the X-Men movie. It's the concept of how uh, Renfield, who is pretty much the assistant of Dracula, kind of a worn-down assistant. And it's a funny little... It's, it's R-rated. I mean, they pull arms off people and beat them with their arms. But it's a cute little... Funny little horror movie, if you like that kind of that that type of thing. I I will again. I cannot recommend Air more. That is the best movie I've seen this year. Not because of Michael Jordan. It it it. it I mean the 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 continuity into it. There's a car pulling up with a 1983 uh, license plates from North Carolina, and it's the exact license plates. And the way they talk about the draft and the players and everything, it is a it is a good movie. Yeah, we saw Air, and I love my wife because she actually said, "Hey, let's watch Air," and I was like, "You want to watch Air?" I said, "Yeah." So we watched it all. The if you know who I did some research, and many people know Sonny Vicario, the guy who's actually based on. Matt Damon is not Sonny. I mean, no, that, no, 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 no. Sonny, Sonny is one of these hustle guys that would. Try talking into buying a timeshare if you had two cents. I mean, he's he is all out salesman, and Matt Damon's just too nice a guy to totally play that guy. So, but the speech he gives to the Jordan fan, yeah, is that word for word? That that did, but that's one of those great cinematic speeches. So much that someone running for president actually stole it, but uh, and used it last week. But the speech, and again, me saying, knowing so much about it, the headlines from the Faithful Observer about his dad's death that was coming, and the, the gentleman who plays his father looks just like his father. He's actually married to the female. Yeah, uh, the, Viola Davis. Uh, was his, Viola Davis's husband, yeah. He was extremely likable in that role. It's like I said, it was, and, and again, uh, you had some very likable actors in that respect. I wonder uh, how Phil Knight liked Ben Affleck's portrayal of it. Because he played him well, a little bit shallow and a little bit egotistical. Just probably, as I understand it, what he's really like. Um, I know that Michael Jordan, uh, was. they did contact him about his part of the movie. And that's actually him on the phone at the end when he calls to confirm that he's going to sign with Nike. But... I remember when Nike was third in the race of two, when Adidas and, and Converse were, were the team. And again, it's it's a it's a good little movie. It's well done. Uh, of course, you know, uh, Damon and them always make fine movies. But I I enjoyed it very much. It was, it was more in my wheelhouse than any other movie. But it was well done. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to see Extraction Two with. Um, 
Thor. I think it's out on Netflix now, so that's one of the ones I'm looking forward to. Have you seen the commercial with him and Shatner in an elevator? Or not him, uh, Schwarzenegger in an elevator. Have you seen that commercial? Yeah, no. Oh, it's very that. funny. I know they have a documentary on Schwarzenegger. I, I think it's on Netflix. That uh, about his career, you think about it, someone who an uh, immigrant who comes over to our country, winds up being the governor of California, becomes in the 80s and 90s the, the number one uh, box office individual. I mean, in my lifetime, there have been just a handful of guys that dominated the, the box office like he did. I mean, Burt Reynolds, him, Stallone, there are not that many that, that could sell a movie on their name alone, and that's what they were able to do. Boy, went a lot deeper than I want to. <laughs> All right, so um, famous Father's Day movies. While we were on the air and I got distracted, I pulled up quickly on my computer fa- Father's Day movies, and I can't believe some of the movies they pulled up. I'm thinking... Those are pretty lame ones. Like Mrs. Doubtfire? Come on now. I don't want to watch Mrs. Doubtfire on Father's Day. Well, he's a father, and he's trying to get close to his kid. Dylan. I mean, it's okay. Then they really skewing all. They said Kramer versus Kramer, which I actually remember that. Ugh. I know. Like, ooh. Or The Pursuit of Happiness with uh, Will Smith. I think that's... But then they go to Godfather, the movie, which any Godfather movies are pretty decent in the watch what would you be if your dad well let's just come tell everybody your dad died two years ago right 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 and you were really close to your dad did your dad have a favorite movie Uh, he loved westerns uh he even he loved henry fonda john wayne and that crowd uh father type movie I, i i'm trying to think of one maybe the Oh, you like the sons of Katie Elder? That's really stretching it. But John Wayne movies, that that type of thing. I'm trying to think of a John Wayne father movie. I guess the closest would be, um, where's the one where he's the rancher and and he dies halfway through the movie, but he takes the young man on a drive and he gets shot by Bruce Dern. I cannot remember the title of the movie. Not True Grit. No, 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 no. He's not a father in True Grit. He liked True Grit. He did like that. He loved Blazing Saddles. Who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, that's not a father movie either. It's a lot of directions you can go into when you take father movies. Cause, uh, what was the movie with Billy Crystal where he goes out and he's with... Father's Day? No, Robert no. Williams? It was... Um, oh, gosh. It was such a good movie about realizing what it means to be a father. And, um, gosh, it'll come back to me a little bit later. You know, for me, oh. my favorite movie to watch if I'm just going to watch and have fun is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh yeah. That one's good. That 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 you know, especially the part where the tank goes over the cliff and he uh, Sean Connery thinks that he died and I thought I lost your boy. <laughs> Field right. of Dreams. Right. Even though you don't like Field of Dreams. Uh it's a little hackney. Lion King? Well, see, the thing the problem with Disney is most of the fathers die. Fathers die, yeah. Mothers do too. Have you not seen Bambi? Mothers and fathers all die. Uh, the Billy Crystal movie something. was City Slickers. Oh, okay, one or two. Go find his smile. Go find your smile. That's what his wife tells him to do. Yeah. Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I am your father. 
Yeah, there you go. Well, that's that's Empire Strikes Back. Oh well, yeah. Uh, you know, he has to take the the shield against it. Um, I mean, there there when you think about it, there's quite a few that that over the period of time, Finding Nemo. They did mention that one. Even in the Avengers, um, Stark Tony Stark has a moment where he goes back to get an Infinity oh, Stone, yeah. and he sees his dad briefly, and he sort of just goes, uh, sort of in between area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two, Kurt Russell is exactly the best father in that. So I know you really love Inception. Would that be one you'd like to watch with your sons, just to have lots of conversations afterwards? We have multiple times. There's a lot of movies that my sons know my favorite movies. Of course, Blazing Saddles. We've watched together many, many, many times. Uh, Bruges is one that me and my oldest son have watched. That's his favorite movie of all time. He really enjoys that. We've had discussion about top five movies, movies we love. In Bruges, in Bruges, uh, excuse me, with uh, uh, Brendan Gleeson. And I've talked him to all that. Seven Psychopaths is one that we've sat down and watched together. He Got Game. That's the, These aren't good fathers. We've got to come up with one oh, movie. I know a great father movie, Christmas Story. Yeah, I mean, that's the typical clueless father. That works pretty good. Uh, he's not totally clueless. He's just somehow clueless. He, like I said, he's that, that father in that respect that, 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 you know, thinks he knows everything or what in that respect. He does a pretty good job. Like I said, that, that is a pretty good one. We usually put that in the category of Christmas movies in that respect. Uh, so while we're while we're uh, recording this podcast, Ernest, we've already said that I'm watching the U.S. Open. Poor Ricky Fowler is just having the worst day of the week. You know, it's so hard to start a major tournament and lead all four rounds. I was to explain to my wife. Usually, the guy who leads the first round fades away because you in golf either you get better or worse over time. So if you start off really hot, there's nowhere but down almost. And he is now. I think he's uh, six over or four over par this oh, round. Wow. He's already five behind the leader. He's missing putts. He's just not hitting the ball well. He has so many fans. Can you think of somebody like Ricky Fowler that a lot of people like him, but he's never won the big, big championship? Never won the big one? Wow. So many sports that everyone likes. And everyone's, again, Rory's kind of in that same situation. Ernie too. Banks. Yeah, Ernie Banks, Billy Williams. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good one in baseball. Mike Trout looks like. Uh yeah. Unfortunately, in Otani too. Uh, I'm thinking about likable. Uh, uh, JJ Watt. Yes, that's a good one. JJ Watt is one that, that I think universally everyone likes in that respect. Um, in NBA, everybody gets a chance at the championship. Uh, dang, Willard, Willard, he's pretty much... Jimmy Butler might be one of those sometime. Not likable, but the type of I mean, commercials and everything you see him in, he does fairly well in that respect. Well, I think uh, it's hard. They switch teams so much, but in the old days, baseball players were on the same team forever, and they never would win it, and that was always tough to watch. Seems to be someone not too long ago that we're thinking of that kind of missed out that last chance for winning. And I can't think of who it is. But again, Fowler is just a very likable type of guy. You're right. It's never won a major. 
Rory has taken on his show. I heard so many people this last week talk about Rory was going to be out early, out of the running because of the, all this stress with the live and all that. But I think he's kind of stood up there and shown as he has. Man showed more class in the last few years than, than a lot of golfers. Yeah, I really he hasn't run in, Rory. He, Yeah, he doesn't run and hide. And and I watched his interview last night. But that's that's the nature of it. I'm trying to think. There's someone we're not thinking of that never got a championship. So Fowler won the TPC championship, which is they sometimes claim is the fifth major. But they don't talk about it being a major when you watch the U.S. Open. Is the fifth major kind of like an office wife? Oh, <laughs> yikes! Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's all in the eyes of the, of the all in the perception of the person who's who's doing that. That's kind of the thought I get in that respect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, like I said, that's not the fifth major. Yeah, there's four majors. Stick with it. There's, right. There's. You can't change that respect. There's some of them we're not thinking about retired. That's all right. Well, all right, Ernest, it's time for us to wrap up this wonderful podcast. Um, uh, Let me give the email and address a little early while you think about that. So here at Pardon the Confusion, we want to keep the confusion going, but we always are interested in viewer mail or viewer email. So email me at gobluearnold at gmail.com, G-O-B-L-U-E-A. R-L-D, I can barely spell my name right now, and all I've had is uh, iced coffee at gmail.com. And we're curious what you might want to say or things you want us to cover, or if you want to stomp the chumps, send us a trivia, and we promise not to look it up on the Internet before we talk about it on the podcast. All right, Ernest, that's my little plug What's your final couple minutes? Uh, this is you know, Big Father's Day. I found out about this as part of a lesson I was teaching today. Jane Adams, who was the social activist in the turn of the century in Chicago, uh, actually was the first person to put the idea of a Father's Day. Because as we know, athletes and uh, stars always, hi, Mom, when they're on TV, they never say hi, Dad. And it did not become uh, not a recognized holiday, but a recognized date until Richard Nixon back in 1969, which kind of surprised me. Yeah, I kind of surprised me in that respect. But but it's taken that long to do that. But th- for those of you lucky enough to still have fathers alive, which me and Paul do not, uh, it shouldn't be limited to one day a year. I mean, call your dad. Uh, you can talk sports. And then you get into the other deeper issue in that respect. I wish I could call my father. I know Paul wishes he could do that at the same time. But but here's the, the, the and I've had a couple people deal with loss the last couple months. And I've kind of told them that, that, you know, physically they may be gone, but their voice is always in your head. When I have a decision, I hear my dad's voice telling me what I need to do in my head all the time. So he's, he's still in me, part of me in that respect. And uh, again, if you are lucky enough uh, to have a living father, uh, when you get through this podcast, give him a call. I don't care if he owes you money or you owe him money or whatever. Just, just tell him you were thinking of him and you'll make his day. Uh, that's all you have to do to impress him, is just say you remember him. And talk about talk about ball. And you probably rooted for a team that was the antithesis of his, but just give him a call. Yeah. It doesn't cost you a dime. Sure, sure. Yeah, I totally agree. Most guys, you know, it's nice to get a steak dinner once in a while. It's nice to have this or that. 
the biggest thing is we just want to stay connected with our kids and and we're blessed to have grandkids and you know seeing what they're going on through life so yep and it's good to see like the u.s opens on father's day there's some great tournaments i remember when davis love won it and his dad was a touring pro and there was like a, a rainbow in the background or sunset and he won it was really a great moment to see them celebrate it so uh, and this one's this one's for david the uh, usa canada concaf championship is also here on father's day so if golf's not in your bag watch soccer <laughs> that's right that's true all right for ernest watts this is paul arnold we appreciate you listening hey send us an email have a good night